What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nerd Like Me podcast. I'm Corey Howe. As always, I'm here with Chris Glenn. What's going on, man? How we doing? Good, good. Um, so it's it's been kind of a busy week, um, so much so that we are recording this in the parking lot of a Logan's Steakhouse. Just trying to just trying to keep it authentic, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, um, there's been a lot of stuff going on in, in kind of the nerd nerd world here that uh, kind of want to touch on some of that this week. Um, which some pretty cool stuff. Uh, but first of all, uh, thanks to everybody that came out to our first Magic Wednesday at Through the Decades um, this past week. Um, we had a lot of fun, and if you guys are looking to play Magic, we'll be doing that pretty much every Wednesday at Through the Decades. So if you want to play Magic, come on out and hang out. Um, but is oh, and uh, I guess that thanks to everybody that came out to our anniversary celebration oh, yeah. at Rec Bar on Saturday. Um, I wasn't able to make it, but um, it looked like it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of people there, um, and. Obviously, you know we love having you guys come out to the event. So we had a we had a really good crowd, and we had our uh, our first raffle. Um, yeah, and that went off really well. Uh, the a little girl that uh, that just kind of happened to pop in decided to buy uh, like six tickets, and oh wow, and she won this this Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was a pretty cool canvas. poster. I thought yeah, it was, yeah, I thought it was pretty neat, and she was super excited to win that. So that's that's would always be too. great. Um, but yeah, we had a had a lot of fun. Had a lot of people show up, which is which is awesome. Um, you know, some of our our sponsors showed up, um, so they were they were there and and, and kind of helping out a little bit. And uh, you know, we got uh, got a lot of games in, got some good food, and- as as we always do. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks guys. I just wanted to bring that up real quick um, before we move on. So one of the interesting things that I saw on Facebook, and I and I, it, it's blowing my mind that this is a thing, but apparently. Um, competitive lightsaber fighting is now a thing, dude. It's it's one of the most awesome announcements I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and so I, you know, I did a little reading, and it looks like it's um, kind of like fencing. Yeah. I um, mean, it's, it. I guess it's the French Fencing Federation are the ones that are officially announcing it as a right. sport. So, I don't know any of the rules yet. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I was trying to read, and honestly, the the problem is I'm trying to read it, and I don't understand how fencing works at all. Yeah, but there's like different points associated with like where you're hitting people on on their body. Yeah, and and rules with like how you have to attack and stuff like that. I, I know you have to say unguard and touche. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even I didn't read that part, but um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, they were kind of throwing. Uh, you know, I don't even know what to say. Like maybe a, like a pop culture twist on something that's already existed. Yeah, I mean, just to it, make it a little fun, right? It's a good way to get some eyes on competitive sword fighting. Um, you know, from people that would never even think about watching anything like fencing or and right. whatnot. Um, you know, there. I'm reading. I mean, this article's on ESPN, so I mean, it's it's legitimate. It's not like just some random people are saying that this is official. Like the the biggest sports news network in the world right is talking, is about, talking it. about it um and they got some pictures here and uh you know there's there in the picture there's two guys that are fighting with lightsabers and i mean they're they're decked out in protective equipment so this isn't just like people doing some kind of exhibition match in front of everybody they're they're legitimately hitting each other with yeah because the one the one video that i saw went like under or like on the um announcement or on the article that was shared to facebook was like a video of like a choreographed fight and i was like i mean i love that stuff i love watching that stuff but at the same time it's like i know those guys aren't this can't be 
what it actually looks like. Right. And it, I mean, it is a shame that it's not going to look like that with people doing flips and, and whatnot, but you'll probably get the occasional guy that wants to, <laughs> wants show, to off show off a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that video that you're talking about, I remember seeing that, um, and it is pretty amazing what, what they're able to do, even if it is choreographed. Um, uh, but I really would like to, I mean, I'd like to see what, what this ends up looking like. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the gear that you got to buy for this. Uh, I imagine you, it looks like you got to spend about 400 bucks. Is what? Uh, what does that include? Person. The lightsaber? So probably not. Because I say some of the sabers cost that much. It's protective body armor, so sturdy gloves, chest, shoulder, and shin pads. I imagine you got to have some kind of face mask too. So maybe it's a little bit more than that. Um, Kylo Ren oh, helmets, says, maybe. And on his Federation-approved lightsaber, opting for a luminous green because it's the Jedi colors, and Yoda is my master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's. I wonder if it's going to like you said. It's it's based in France, right? So mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to kind of make its way to the states. It's coming. We're going to make um, this happen. Yeah, I don't. But I'm ready know if to I can start do it. I'm not. Federation. I'm not much of a, an athletic guy, so. Yeah, I'm too competitive to like. <laughs> the problem is I'm not athletic enough and too competitive, so I'll just be really frustrated the whole time. So let me let me just read this this quick little paragraph from ESPN. It says, "Combatants fight inside of a circle marked in tape on the floor. Strikes to the head or body are worth five points. To the arms or legs are three points, and on hands are one point. The first to fifteen points, or if they don't get there quickly." The highest scorer after three minutes wins. If both fighters reach ten points, the bout enters sudden death, where the first to land a head or body blow wins. Huh. Um, a rule to encourage enterprising fighters. So they don't want people just sitting there, you know, giving yeah, up once they're behind. Yeah. Um, it says, blows only count as a fighter's first point of the tip of their saber. Or, I'm sorry, blows only count if the fighter's first point to the tip of the saber behind them. I don't understand what that means. Blow I think it means that how you have to like move the saber. Okay. So that the, the that, point of the saber has to go point behind you first. Okay, so you have to like you have to kind of rear up. It says that that rule prevents the viper strike, the tip first quick forward strikes seen in fencing. So they don't want it to look like fencing. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, instead, the rule encourages swooshier blows so they want <laughs> um they want swinging strikes uh that are easier for the audience to see and enjoy I, I definitely agree with that and which are more evocative of the duels in star wars of those the battle between obi-wan and darth maul in the phantom menace that ends badly for the sith despite his double-bladed saber is particularly appreciated by the aficionados of its swordplay. So that's the that's the the aesthetic that they're looking for is that fight. So if you want to go back yeah. and watch that movie and I mean that's well, that, that's actually a good that part, uh, <laughs> that's a, maybe a good topic of discussion is is that the best lightsaber duel in the movies? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I there so part of me says yes, but part of me says that Anakin and Obi-Wan in episode 3 is better. I think that that's a more impactful and more thought-provoking fight, but I don't think that the actual fight is better. The end from of like that a fight, choreogra- like right, a choreography standpoint, right. yeah, because the end of that fight, spoilers, um, is is boring. Boring. Yeah. It's just like you just see the lightsaber fly around a little bit, and somebody falls to the ground with missing limbs. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, but in all, in fairness, that's kind of what happens at the end of the the fight in episode one. I mean, you have Obi Wan hanging there, and he just kind of flips up, and all of a sudden. 
cuts Darth Maul in half. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's true, not the most just exciting. I mean, I, I leading overall, up to that is yeah, it's better for, for sure. I mean, he kills Qui Gon, and and you see some of that. You think he's beat Obi Wan. I mean, right. I get that, but I've, I've always, I will say I've always been really disappointed with the way that fight ended, though. Yeah, if you want to talk about the better scene, I think that it's a closer question on which yeah, which but, but scene as far as is a like better which scene. Fight, but even like even if we're just talking about the scene, like you've got Darth Maul chasing after um, Qui Gon Jinn. And then they get into that little the the little the room hallway with the door with the, yeah. the electric doors, um, and you have these moments in there where you know Darth Maul is hunting his prey, but he's being patient. He's not showing what we've kind of seen with some of the other Sith, where they're just kind of relentless, um, you know, kind of Jason from uh, Friday the Thirteenth figures, where they're just kind of like chasing after somebody relentlessly like he's showing patience he's showing he's um, a warrior right that he's I mean, a warrior and he's not just there to just kill somebody you know he's he's there but he is what's well, strategy right it's it's not about he understands the dynamics of a fight right and it's like if i just relentlessly pursue these guys i'm going to put myself at a disadvantage yeah exactly um and and that's one of the reasons i always liked darth maul as a character um Especially in some of the the books that are probably I don't think they're canon any, anymore, but um, you know he was always like that that guy that had martial prowess. Like yeah, he was not the most um, like pol- politically guy. You know, I mean, he wasn't like a polit- like he, obviously Sidious is understands politics and, mm-hmm. and social dynamics and stuff like that and how to manipulate people. And Darth Maul was never that person. But he was an assassin, right? He knew mm-hmm. he understood how to how to move and how to fight and, and, and do those things effectively. And that's what made me like him as a Sith because we really didn't see that. I mean you had Darth like go so take yourself back in time to when episode one came out and what you had seen before that was Darth Sidious and Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So Darth Vader, while he was definitely powerful as a fighter, was clunky, he was you mean, slow. You mean episode four. Four, right? Yeah, four through six. Like, because yeah. you know, if we're looking, if we're going back in time to like mm-hmm. the release order, um, you, when you had saw Darth Maul, every other Sith you had seen was like I said, Darth Vader was slow and clunky, right? And, and he wasn't this like agile warrior mm-hmm. like you saw in even some ways in Luke. Um, and then you had Darth Sidious who really didn't even fight with a lightsaber in the right. trilogies, right? So then, then I mean, you he have, barely even stood up, so. right? So and then you have. <laughs> All of a sudden, you have Darth Maul, who is like a double-bladed saber. He's doing flips. He's fending off two like highly trained Jedi right. at the same time and making them really, I mean, outclassing them, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. Um, and and that's what drew me to him, because he was the first iteration that we saw of a Sith like that. And really, outside of, you know, I guess you could consider Anakin in between when he um, accept his accepts his mantle as Darth Vader, and when Obi Wan um, defeats him, like that's the only other Sith that we see that kind of has that martial prowess. I mean, you could argue that Sidious does a little bit in Episode Three in his fight with Yoda, but I think that's more like Force. It all seems just driven with his power in the Force, right? And not his martial skill. No, I, I definitely agree. And I mean, if you look at the characteristics of Darth Maul, I mean, he's considered. In most, um, you know, most circles, he's considered one of the most powerful, just pure fighters of the Sith, or uh, of a lot of the Jedi included. 
Um, you know, he like I said, he most of his actual force powers are only to enhance. His yeah, they're prowess. ancillary to yeah. his fighting, right? Um, I will say I'm, I wasn't too impressed with where they took Darth Maul in the Clone Wars series. Um, I thought it was a little disappointing, and it was obvious that it was like, and this is, I guess, my bigger gripe is it was obvious that they knew that they had ruined a good character, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, yeah. well, everybody loves Darth Maul. He was really good, so we need to bring him back somehow. Right. And the way that they did that just kind of felt forced, mm-hmm. um, and then it just didn't, it, to me, it didn't, didn't feel right. Um, and then even the way he's he ends, and, and it's just not, I thought they could have done a better job or, or just let it rest. I thought it would have been cooler just to focus on Darth Maul's brother. And have him be a force Savage. to be, yeah. But in, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's not bring back a guy that got chopped in half. And this is, and of course, his, you know, the dark side keeps him alive or whatever. And he's now half mechanical. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't really like all that. I would, it would have been cooler if it's like, oh shit, he's got a brother and he's bigger and you know, and all this other stuff. Um, but it is what it is. I, I did. You know, Darth Maul to me is one of the coolest aesthetic designs that we've seen in Star oh, yeah, Wars. Absolutely. I mean, I remember as a kid, I, like only, seeing seeing him in the yeah. posters and in the trailers, and you're like, "Who the hell is that guy?" I do wish he had a mask. I mean, I know his face is his mask. I mean, it's it, you know, obviously there's, but I do wish he had a mask because, like, I can't ever cosplay as, as Darth Maul because I'm not gonna, I'm not shaving my head and, my and, face and getting and, horns and, and putting horns on my head and yeah, myself like all that kind of thing. So. Yeah, no, I understand, but um, but I think it's cool and you know, um, that is it is probably you know the best like you said from a from a choreography like actual fight standpoint better, but I guess maybe I'm just even more emotionally driven to like the Anakin Obi Wan fight better, um. And I, I guess if I had to, to, like, really compare the two, one's more technical mm-hmm. and one is more, like I said, emotional. Like, yeah. like the fight with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Darth Maul is just super technical. They all feel very cold mm-hmm. and they're, this, they're, they're doing a thing, right? They're not – they don't know who this guy is. Right. It's just they're fighting him yeah, because there's, – There's no emotion to it. it. I mean, I think it feels like a more pure – battle of sith of versus skill Jedi. right it's yeah. The, yeah i mean obviously until the end when when qui-gon dies and then there's some emotion from obi-wan there yeah. but but before that it's like it's all just about who's a better fighter and mm-hmm. it's about technical like you know the technical skills that they have and stuff like that whereas anakin versus obi-wan obviously from the very beginning is just an emotionally charged fight so it feels like it has that much more weight to it right um and obviously there's more on the line at that point i mean um, at, at least from the the plot perspective, you know, in the first movie, you're like, all right, there's a Sith guy, we should probably kill him. But that's, you yeah. know, they don't really understand the grand the grand scope of things, right? But by the time you get to Episode Three, you know, Obi Wan realizes if I don't stop him, like we're kind of doomed, right? Um, yep. And so that you know, it feels like it's that much more important. So, but I, I think I agree with you though that 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 fight in Episode One is probably the the actual better fight. The, be- the best fight that we're going to have is when we finally get our Darth Vader standalone movie. Yeah. And they finally just unleash him. Do you think? Because, I, I, you know, you see that you see what we saw at the end of Rogue One, um, which was awesome. But he was also fighting untrained. I mean, well, I don't want to say untrained, but, you know, rebels like that were just kind of militia. Right. Basically. 
Um, yeah, but for some reason they're always more skilled than uh, stormtroopers. So, well, I don't know that that's the case. <laughs> Realistically, you know, and we've had that discussion before, but you know, um, I don't know. I just think it's a different story to, to put Darth Vader versus those guys and have him destroy them versus you know another trained warrior because he does have mobility problems, and that's one of the things that the Force allows you to do. Right, right, is move quickly. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's going to be hard for him to kind of compete. Although I would, I would, I'd like to see it. I mean, we need, we need to have it. And but I mean, the thing is, is that if he has a standalone movie, there's not going to be a lot of Jedi and stuff like that that we're probably going to see no, him fighting. No, not at all. Um, or anybody that has that prowess. Now, I don't. I, I do want to see him challenged. Um, but I also want to see him just, you know, and the Force state. Awakens kind yeah, of just I mean, and, through. And that's why, I mean, more than anything, I want, um, you know, an older public movie because we will be able to get that mm-hmm. and make it make sense. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like if we do that with Darth Vader, it's kind of like, okay, it's forced because it's Vader, but does it really make sense? Um, I don't know, but if we see like you know the old Sith Empire and we have Darth Malgus or or somebody Darth Revan or mm-hmm. you know I mean it makes sense at that point, um, and that's one of the reasons I always liked the idea of Malgus um, was because he's this kind of big hulking guy, right? And you know kind of this armor, um, and he has that same kind of feel as Vader. Revan doesn't really as much because he's smaller and swifter and, and yeah. whatever. Um, but still, you know, I'd like to see that, um, and I think in that context, in that in that time period, would make sense, mm-hmm. and it would it would be just as fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I feel like we're missing in the Star Wars universe is just those scenes where you really see what the power of these almost demigods really are. You know, I mean, these guys are supposed to be well above and beyond what the normal human or you know, even well-trained human um, or even alien with special powers. I mean, these guys are legends. They're legends for a reason. They're, you know, if if they're not one of the most powerful things in the universe, then why are they so legendary? You know, it just, yeah. um, granted, part of it is going to be just like myth that people uh, exaggerate, and yeah. exaggerate on, on them. But um, something got them to that point where people felt that they were like that. So I would like to see those scenes, you know, kind of like you, you saw in, in some of the video games, like I said, the force force awaken, um, you know, where yeah. you're just, they're just going through and just tearing things apart. I mean, you know, there's the, the scene, um, where Darth Sidious, you know, brings a, um, uh, what is it? A, a star destroyer out of the sky. Well, that's in, um, that's in the, the video game. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, that's in the star killer. It's not yeah. Sidious. Um, was it yeah, Starkiller? Yeah, he does it. You do it as the player. I mean, it was that was one of the most frustrating moments in that game because the controls to actually bring that Star Destroyer down were a what pain, is, giant what pain in the butt. What was it that Sidious did? Because he did something that was of similar power, and I can't remember. I don't remember in that game. But, yeah, that was definitely Starkiller um, yeah. in, in that the Force Unleashed games. Yeah, I mean, um, and I, but that was, that, that was actually, that's one of the reasons he's no longer canon. Yeah. Um, was because he was quote, you know, too OP, basically. Well, yeah. Um, it, but I agree to a certain extent. Like we we hear about these guys being like really good warriors, and and like you said, they're legends. But we don't ever really see it except in very small pieces. Right. You know, we see um, you know Darth Sidious fight Yoda, who are arguably the two 
you know, most powerful force users in existence mm-hmm. at that point in time. And it's an impressive fight, but it doesn't feel as impressive as it could. What do you what do you think about this idea? Um having some movies that are not necessarily canon with canon characters in them. So like I don't Star like Wars Legends, but like but told from told from the perspective of other people. So it's not that they're not technically canon, but they're not they're being, embellished. You're not seeing what actually happened. You're seeing what somebody That would saw. be kind of a cool like kind of like sitting around a campfire type thing. Right, exactly. Um, like like somebody telling the like, story you know, of the, Darth we, Vader. Right, right. That could be cool. Um, it could be a cool spin on things for yeah. sure. I mean, that would be something we've definitely not seen in a Star Wars movie, right? Where like yeah. we're we're talking about lore that's perpetuated right. in the universe. Exactly. I mean, um, so like Thor, you know, from from Norse mythology, was not always what Thor is that we see today. Like originally, he was a man that was stronger than other men, and then he became more powerful and more powerful as time went on and then he became yeah, through a that god. game of telephone right and then you know he became the myth that he is today um you know i would like to see something like that with like i said like darth vader or something like that where it's like people it, it doesn't even have to be the same person telling the story like other yeah. people are telling different stories about when they saw darth vader and what they saw you know the guy that survived um you know on the ship from um a new hope you know, yeah. he he's telling what he saw. Oh, no, no one on that ship survived. Well, I'm just, you know, I mean, <laughs> just that I kind of thing. Mean, um, I think that that would be a really cool idea for a movie or like a little mini series or something like that. Like just tales of these great, yeah, like characters. Star Wars tales or Star Wars yeah. legends. I mean, yeah, you exactly just call it Star that, Wars right? Legends, yeah. I mean, if you had you know Jedi's, at, you know, teenage Jedi's at the Jedi Temple talking about yeah. like, I'll do, you know, here's the story of so and so old Jedi. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, that can be a really cool spin on things. Like I said, the the coolest thing about that for me would be the world building that is because of it is because it shows that there are is lore in the world. Yeah. And it shows that there is that kind of legend and, and myth and, myth, you know, myth- mythology and stuff that they also experience. Right. I mean, because if you um, look at how many Jedi and how many Sith there are in the entire galaxy, there's not enough to cover most of the worlds. Not even know? remotely. So. Most of the things that people are going to know about the Jedi are going to become are going to come from these campfire stories. Like when Luke first hears about the Jedi from Obi Wan, I mean, he doesn't really know anything at all about it. He knows yeah. like a couple little yeah, things. Yeah, the Clone Wars, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. he doesn't really know anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a really good point, and that would be cool. Um, but I also think we need. I think it's just. I don't know. I'm, you know, and maybe it's because I've been watching a lot of anime lately, but like I see a lot of the stuff that those characters do and it's like it's they always they feel so powerful and their and their decisions and actions feel so impactful. Mm-hmm. And and for whatever reason, Star Wars feels like it could be that way, but it just never is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and I think it would be cool to see that on screen somehow. No, I can, I can um, and maybe, like I said, maybe, and that's why I think using an alternate time period is key in establishing that precedent because obviously we've seen what we've seen in, in you know, the prequel trilogy and in the original trilogy and in the sequel trilogy. So you can't really all of a sudden have a movie that's set 10 years later where somebody is throwing down Star Destroyers with the Force, right? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But what's to say that 
thousands of years ago when you have Exar Kun or, or you know Naga Sado or some of these old Sith lords like you don't know how powerful they were right right i mean that whatever four secrets they have could have been long lost or for you yeah. know the fact that they were even in an environment where there was a lot more of them could have led to different training uh, more competition or you know they're actually fighting jedi on a large scale mm-hmm. that changes a lot of stuff um and i think that's why that time period is so crucial to capture because it almost gives the story writers creative license to do whatever they want yeah, and to I make agree. the power the, the characters feel more powerful and and to make those things happen because like i said it just doesn't make sense to take um some ridiculously powerful guy and plop him down in the, in the middle of what we've already seen is mm-hmm. is possible in the time period with the force um so i mean that's that's what, what my hope is um and another piece of our news i mean to kind of to kind of carry on that note is um david bennett uh, Benny, Benioff and uh, D.B. Weiss from Game of Thrones have been given a movie trilogy. Um, yeah, that's and, really and, exciting. And I'm, and I'm hoping and praying that they are able to do that and they're able to give us a grittier, you know, um, a grittier experience with this, this the kind of things that we were just talking about where we have these really powerful beings and, and stuff like that. Um, and it, if it feels anything like Game of Thrones from, a, from an aesthetics, from... Um, like that gritty kind of realistic, you know, brutal feeling. Yeah. Um, it's going to be amazing. Um, and, and so I, obviously we don't have any details on what they're going to be going to do or where the, what it's set in or who the characters are or anything like that. Um, but my hopes are pretty high. I mean, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I love game of Thrones. I mean, we've talked about it quite a few times on here. Um, I think that, they do a fantastic job of world building and creating these larger than life characters. Uh, they're not af- afraid to throw away a character because it's it m- makes an impact on the story. Um, you know, I think that they've and always seen in a that meaningful that way. Though. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's I like mean, it's impactful yeah, the story. It's yeah. not just because it's not just for a thrill. Like, oh my god, so this guy so died. died. Yeah, like Snoke, right? It's like, oh, he just died. Right. All right, well, that was. It didn't feel. It didn't yeah. matter. Like, they just, just completely threw that character away. Right. In in a even the fight was just meaningless. Basically, I mean, it was just like like he didn't even die in a cool way. Right. He he was you know I don't know the I, way that Snoke died. But just, but I, I agree though the guys in Game of Thrones I, like out of all the characters that have died and obviously if you guys watch that show you know it's almost all of them. Yeah. Um. That it always feels impactful. It's always heavy it's always yeah. important it's never just like oh that dude died whatever mm-hmm. you know because that all these people play an integral role in the right. story and there's emotion attached to yeah. them all it's not my like- only concern though and this is this is the the thing that i will say is that how much can, of that can we attribute to them and how much can we attribute that to george rr R. martin right but and i i agree with that point but my point is that they've learned from that Oh so, well, yeah. I mean, so, obviously, yeah, I don't. I don't think that you can attribute most of that to them, but they've learned and from they've seen that the success writing. of they've it. They've seen and, the yeah. success of that, so they know that they can do that, and they know the formulas that have worked to make that happen. Um, and the way that they've portrayed it, that isn't necessarily George R. R. Martin. You know, the way that they portrayed it, well, especially not is, now, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is what we're at now, I mean, has not happened in the book. So right. they're they're kind of doing their own thing. And, I mean, if you read the books, like George R. R. Martin is a great writer, but if you read the books, 
the the death scenes are not particularly um interesting like they're they're not as as well written as they are seen on on the show on the show that's um, interesting yeah i've actually not read the book so i can't comment too much but i mean i'm not going to say that there's like no detail at all but I mean, it's, it doesn't. Yeah, detail, I know what you but mean. But it though. doesn't put that same. It's picture. not that cinematic, important, yeah. you know, thing. You don't see. You don't see that look on the person's face um, from his words. You know, as they're dying, um, you you just don't get that real. You don't get that real experience as you right. do with the show. So they know how to make that feeling. They they know how to pick the actors that can do those things. Right. You know, they're. I, I think that uh, if they can make that happen, I think that that's going to be. An awesome, awesome thing. So that uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm thrilled, and I mean, um, maybe we're going to get some more details on that. Do we have? Is there a date um, that they like? Do they have any like tentative release dates? Or I, I didn't see that, no. but I could have just missed it. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't know. I mean, they, they, it it says that they've been offered it, so it doesn't even say that they've actually accepted it yet. Um, but I can't see them turning that down. Um, it's just, you know, I I don't really have any good details on that, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see more about it soon. So, right. I mean, because this was just released two days ago. So, um, well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. But I'm, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to to whatever they get to do. Or hopefully, they get to do it, and you know, Disney doesn't change their mind. But, um, yeah, it's it's saying that they're offering a three movie trilogy by the studio. So, I mean, if it's a whole trilogy, that could be That's what I mean. That's really awesome. to me that's a whole story arc, right? I mean, you've get you could definitely set that in in the old republic and have it make sense. Yeah. It'd be hard to do that in in the in one movie. Yeah. But if you've got 3, you know, that's classic we can build the world in the first one and kind of introduce the characters and introduce the like the problem. Mm-hmm. In the second one we can, you know, escalate the problem and get everybody right. excited about it and the third one we can solve it. I mean, that's classic, you know, that's enough time to to build a world and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to do that in one movie. So the, the one thing that I'll say that I'm kind of disappointed about is that the other day that I read a tweet from um, Ryan Johnson that he is still working on his trilogy. Yeah, well, we'll just <laughs> you know I might just boycott that one just out of principle. Yeah, I hope I you know what pissed me off to no end is if they give him the older public oh, trilogy God. and and the and the the Game of Thrones guys get some other ridiculous right. thing. They get episode. Well, I mean, if they got episode, I don't 10, know. 11, 12, I, no, I don't know. One hundred percent. I would rather see them do an older public. No, I agree. Movie I agree. and have Ryan continue the story because I'll be frank. I'm not really super excited about the story where it is. Yeah. Um. And, and so I, you know, what's what's the next episode? You know, episode. Um. What would it be? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Episode ten. You know, whatever. I mean, what, where are we going from here? You know, I don't really mm-hmm. know. Um, but on that same topic of Star Wars, uh, just to keep things kind of relevant, um, season one of The Mandalorian has completed. Um, yeah, that's really exciting. We've been t- we is. talked about that a couple times, um, and I would really love to see what's going to come from that. Yeah, um, and that means that we're going to start see- we're going to start seeing some sneak peeks from that yep. pretty soon. Honestly, I mean, again, that we probably will for sure get some more on that at celebration. I would guess. Um, so I'm you know I'm looking forward to that. To see if we get some kind of cool spoilers or, or images or videos, trailers, whatever. Um, I, I and I, I will say Dave Filoni is in part directing and producing that. And Dave Filoni did the Clone Wars mm-hmm. series, and that was 
some of the best Star Wars content that's been made. Um, so I'm really hopeful for this. And the series has some has some decent names. I mean, none none, none of the really big names, but uh, you got Pedro Pascal is, is uh, the lone gunfighter. I think he's going to be the main character. That's uh, awesome. from Game of Thrones. So another yeah, he was we, phenomenal some, in Game of Thrones. So um, you have Gina uh, Carano from Deadpool. Uh, you got Nick Nolte. Um, oh, really? You got Carl Weathers from Predator. Um, Werner, Carl Weathers, <laughs> <laughs> Werner Herzog from Grizzly Man. I don't, I don't know what that is, but uh, you got uh, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad. Really? Em- Emily Swallow from Supernatural, and then Omid. Ab- I'm gonna completely destroy this last name, but Abadhai. From American Gods, A B T A H I, however you want to say. Yeah. It. So there's, so there's some, good, good some names in there names. for sure. I mean, it, um, uh, let's see. You, yeah, you, like I said, it's directed by uh, Dave Filoni. Um, you've got uh, Taika Waiti, Waiti, uh, who was also who also took part in Thor Ragnarok. Um, and then you got Bruce Dallas Howard and or Howard and Deborah Chow from Better Call Saul. So I mean, you got you got a lot of really good, good people names, working yeah. on this. So it's not I'm, like they're I'm just throwing this project ex- out there. I'm very hopeful, and I think it's going to do well. Um, and I, but I think uh, going on to actually, this will transition well into our next point. We're going to wait. There, I have a feeling it's going to be held off until they come out with the uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, to me, this feels like it's going to be one of those things that this is the reason to come by Disney Plus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on top of that, so on that same note, um, we saw that Netflix canceled the Punisher, Jessica Jones, um, in in most of their Marvel shows, right up yeah, until this and those point. Those are the last. Those are the last two that we were waiting to hear about. So, um, so in, in my opinion, though, that is just writing on the wall that. Disney's going to take that stuff and produce their own content on their own network, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's. I, I don't. I don't think it's. 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 In my opinion, it is not a. Um, a sign that Pete that that Disney's shying away from that content, mm-hmm. or that they that it's performed poorly, or that they're not going to do it anymore. I just think people should take it as a sign of they're trying to gather up all their horses, right? You know, to put them in their own stable. I mean, yeah. that's all it says to me. Um, and so if we get some new, you know, superhero content, we get some new Star Wars content all on Disney Plus, I mean, I'll be a day one, you know, subscriber. Absolutely. Um, um, the one thing I'll say about those being canceled is that they are still recording the third seasons of both of those shows. Yeah, well, so they're, they're, they're canceled. Yeah. And that's that's the real sign, right, is they were canceled before we could even see how those series or mm-hmm. how those seasons performed. Right. So therefore, the cancellation is really not. A reflection of the show's performance, right? And there's another external factor, which, mm-hmm. like I said, is most likely just Disney wanting to produce their own content. Yeah, and and one of the other things to note is that uh, there was a rumor that Hulu was going to be picking those up. Um, they were interested in buying those those licenses, but they did not get them. Uh, whether Disney said no or they couldn't come up with enough money, um, Hulu is not getting those. So that's that, that's it's a, good news in my opinion. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I haven't enjoyed any Hulu uh, original content. Um, I'm not saying that there's nothing good out there, but I haven't seen anything that I particularly liked. Um, so, I think that it's better just just sticking all putting all that stuff back on Disney. And the, yeah, and they're, they're they don't want to throw that money away either, right? I mean, right. they know what they're doing. Um, 
And then on the topic of uh, kind of like movies and shows and whatnot, um, so they've set the the start date to film Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm a we... big Masters of the Universe fan. <laughs> uh, it's like it's one of those toy lines that I had absolutely everything for when I was a kid. Um, I'm really sad that I don't anymore because the yeah, uh, worth some money. Castle Grayskull is worth probably four or five hundred bucks by itself, and if you have it complete. Um, it's worth a ton of money. <laughs> so yeah, it, that that makes me a little bit sad. Plus, it just looked really cool on my shelf, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I was a little too young to get He Man. Yeah. Um, my yeah, brother it was just kind of starting to to wean off when I was when I started getting into it. It was like it's the show had already been airing for a while. Yeah. Um, and so I don't even remember being able to watch it when I was young. I only remember my brother talking about it, my mom talking about, hey, your brother loved He-Man kind of thing, but yeah. um, it, it wasn't around really when I was a kid, so I, I didn't get that much. I will say I, I like the, the idea of it, though, um, but I'm really interested to see how they make this movie work. Yeah, I want to see what, what take that they make on it. I mean, you know, we kind of talked about it earlier, but what what direction are they going to take? Are they going to do a adult version of the movie are they going to gear it towards kids? Are they going to make it just like the original cartoon? Are they going to make it like yeah. the cartoon that's currently airing? Or are they going to take their own twist on it? Or the last thing, are they going? To, is it going to be the second movie from the Masters of the Universe <laughs> the from the 90s one? Yeah. that was just awful? But I watched it so many times because I wanted all of the the he-man that i could possibly get you know <laughs> yeah um and i don't know i mean that's the thing for me is he-man especially you know from a cultural standpoint i mean his hyper masculine character right this big muscular guy and yeah. kind of these you know scrawny little clothes and he's strong and he's the hero i mean i honestly don't know how that character is gonna fare um, yeah, I don't know. I, did you see the commercial with uh, He-Man meeting Skeletor in a bar? Yeah. Like, I actually kind of like the aesthetic of that. Like, I don't know if you remember exactly what that looked like, but I could see, however they did that, I could see them doing a He-Man with that exact look. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and I wouldn't be disappointed anyway. I guess my point, you know, like I said, it's just how is that kind of character going to go over today? Yeah. And, and that's why my only thought is they're going to market it mostly towards, you know, the, like the p people like yourselves who grew up with it, mm -hmm. who loved it back in the day and are going to go see it out of nostalgia's sake. Right. And they're not really going to try and make it like He-Man 2.0, right. the second coming. They're not going to try and inject new blood into the series. Right. You know, it's going to just be, here's a good, you know, quality movie where we throw you some fan service and, and it's just solid all around. You know, that's just what I would have to what, guess they're going for. What I want to see is a rated R, like, Conan the Barbarian type movie that's what i want to say i, <laughs> I don't think i don't that's want them happen. coming to earth i don't want any of that stuff i want it set on uh on their planet um is it thundaria is that the name i don't know I, that's, I don't even know the lore man somebody's, somebody's gonna call me out for this because i i think thundaria is that the thundercats i don't is it i mean it does sound like the thundercats but i thought I'm probably I don't know. wrong. I'm somebody's gonna crucify me for this one, but <laughs> especially since I said I'm a big fan. But I can't remember what the name of the planet was. Anyway, whatever planet that they were on, I want to see it on that planet. I want to see all the characters from when I was a kid. 
um, and I want to see it rated R. It doesn't have to be like super graphic violence, but I don't want a PG-13 because when they go to PG-13, Eternia. they just cut... Uh, thank you, Eternia. I guess it is Thundaria is where Thundercats are. <laughs> how, how did I get that wrong? It's, I mean, they're kind of the same weird. era, yeah. same same aesthetic. I mean, right. they kind of look the same. I mean, um, But yeah, I, I want to see completely adult-themed... Uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up for that. I'm not going to, but but one can hope. That's what I got out of Deadpool, and that's what I was hoping for. So, yeah, but that's that's always been marketed that way. The problem is you have He-Man that's currently marketed towards kids, so it would be very hard to be like, oh, well, we're making He-Man stuff, but you can't come. You know what I mean? I mean, you know what people people just need to stop being pansies and take their kids to rated R movies. That's I went to rated R movies when I was a kid. I watched Predator when I was a little kid. Like, well, things are a little cal- different now. Calm it down, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take your kids to see rated R movies. It's okay. Just be there with them. Don't don't just let them go by themselves. So you can explain. Thundera is is the planet in Thundera, uh, yeah. in Thundercats. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just wouldn't get my hopes. But I'm really interested I'm to see to. it. I um, mean, I know it's gonna be it's gonna be PG thirteen. It's gonna be probably be based off of the new cartoon. Yeah, um, maybe I don't know that that's maybe the case. I th- I think that that would be the smartest thing for them to do. But like I said, have maybe have some throwbacks in there. Um, have it a little bit more adult themed, where you can just kind of see. That it's not just towards kids. Like you don't have the little, the 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 fifteen year old kid that's his sidekick kind of thing, you right? Know, that you sometimes see in these movies. Um, you know, like I'm thinking here, Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, get away from that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I will say, like, I, you know, I, I am kind of upset that you see those same kind of tropes mm-hmm. in most modern movies and and stuff. And it's like, can you guys just do some original? And, yeah. And maybe take a risk or two and, mm. and hope that it pays off, you know? Because um, I, I do feel like a lot of the content that we get nowadays is just safe. Right. Like, that's the best way for me to describe it is it's safe. It's not outstanding. It's not usually terrible. It's somewhere in this, ah, okay, I'm not upset I paid to watch that. But it's not something that I'm like, I can't wait to see this again. Right. Um, and it, But that's a result of them taking the safe road. And, and it just kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. From a creative perspective, I'm like... I don't know. I mean, I mean, this might be different if I were obviously a director in their shoes, but to me, I'd I'd want to take that risk and and try and make something that was creative and different right. and and to make my mark on something. Like half these movies that have come out that that have really good source material, I couldn't even tell you who directed them or yeah. who you know because it's like it, at that point it's just another movie. There's nothing spectac- There's nothing outstanding or different about any of them. I I agree. I completely um, agree. So one, but on the topic of movies that are supposed to be coming out, we've just got a, an, a, an announcement that we're going to see a Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, apparently there's a cartoon um, that's based off of that. So that's I think that that's really interesting that uh, that they're doing that matchup. It looks like um, Warner Brothers. Let's see here. I guess Warner Brothers is doing doing the movie and is it is it going to be animated um yeah it is yeah it looks like it yeah so it's gonna um, be a team up of nickelodeon and warner brothers animation right um which is kind of cool i was for a second there i was thinking we were going to get a live action one and i'm like i don't know yeah, that, that this is going to be <laughs> this is not going to work but um but yeah i mean i you know the t- the 
Mutant Ninja Turtles was something that I really kind of missed the bus on that too. Um, the show was more popular in the '80s when I was growing up, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't really see that the animated show. I saw the the '90s movies. Right. That's how I remember the Nin- yeah. Ninja Turtles, which those were good movies. The first two were awesome. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one, God, the third one could have been so much better, but. The first you know, two were really good, the first, though. The first two are my absolute favorites. And the second one is one of the first movies that I can ever remember where I thought the sequel was better than the first. Um, it's Because the second one was just so good for me. Um, you you got Toka and Razor in that movie. You got, like, Super Shredder in that movie. Yep. Um, you have Vanilla Ice in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, there was just so much going for that movie. I mean, the first one was great. Like, don't get me wrong, but that second one, man, like, that's, like, if I if you're ever going to ask me, hey, let's watch a Teenage Mutant Ninja it's gonna be movie, two. it's going to be two every time. Yeah. I mean, so, but that's another one that, um, you know, I, I kind of missed the bus on a little bit, but I, I did like that, growing those movies growing up. So, important um, qu- who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? <sighs> Raphael. You already know who mine is, right? I don't. Right. How do I, I mean, just thinking, like, who would be my favorite? I don't know. How am I supposed to know that? What am I missing? I'm probably missing some obvious. I mean, it's Leonardo, man. It's like, he's the he's Captain America of the Teenage Mutant. How do I? <laughs> I? I don't see how you're making that, you know, comparison. Again, he's the leader. He's the goody two-shoes guy. Like, he's... I guess. I'm saying, again, I'm, I don't I'm really know that much about it. Figure, yeah, I don't, I don't know that much about him. I mean, cool. I just I, remember I his, you um, you know, uh, Raphael had the GTAs, right? Or yeah. Size. size. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... It was kind of like that. That was all I like. That's the reason I liked him because yeah. I thought the size are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. <laughs> That's fair. I like. I liked his attitude. He's probably my second favorite Ninja Turtle. Um, and then it would be, of course, Michelangelo, and then Donatello would be the be the last. I like Donatello, but he just he he's just too stereotypical geek. Yeah. Um, like he just didn't have much personality because the whole point of his character was to not have much personality. Right, so. right. <laughs> no, but um, but I'll be interested to see that. I mean, I, you know, a lot of the Batman animated films are very good. Yeah, I haven't seen very many of them. I know that there, a lot of them have been have been pretty good. I heard that the that anime, a Batman anime, uh, nin, Ninja Samurai Batman or Ninja Batman, whichever yeah. one that was. Uh, didn't turn out so well, which is kind of disappointing. Cause I, I guess really I'm, you know, I mean, I'm that, talking but... about some of the older ones. No, um, I, no, I'm, I'm saying I everything that I've heard about every single one except, except for that, that one, one yeah, has, been, has good. been pretty good. Um, and there's a lot of really good Batman stories, so I'd like to see what what this crossover brings. I'll probably watch it. Um, the Ninja Turtles are are well known for for crossovers, though. So that's I'm not terribly surprised. No. I'm surprised to see them in DC. Um, but uh, if you ever read any of their comics back in the day, you might remember uh, Yasugi. Uh, I did which not is didn't the, read any of them, but which was a rabbit, um, which <laughs> was completely completely outside of Ninja Turtles. It was a team up um, kind of thing. But he was, you know, he he was kind of this humanoid rabbit samurai. Um, and he's another one of my favorite characters out there, but a lot of people probably have no clue who he is, but you might've seen him in the cartoons. He was in the cartoons. He was in some of the comics. Um, but he's just this really honorable samurai rabbit and he's, right. he's awesome. Um, if you, if you ever have the chance to read the, uh, the trade paperbacks or anything like that, I think you'd really enjoy them. Um, cause his stories are very thoughtful, um, and thought provoking and they're not just, you know, this boring character that just walks through feudal 
uh, Japan. Like he's legitimately <laughs> like got character. The people around him have character. Um, the world has character, and you can see that the right the the writer um, slash author really put a lot of thought into into all of it. Like he 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 put so much thought into it that he actually every hardcover book that he puts out he personally signs every oh that's awesome one of them yeah that you don't get that much yeah and and a lot of them he draws pictures in too like oh it's that's my, co- that's really like I, cool the first i had the first um omnibus that he came out with and he drew a picture of yasugi inside of the book next to his signature that's awesome i mean yeah i mean I, you know and that's i guess as a if i were a creative type um i think that that stuff like would be fun um, you know, to get if I have a fan that is buying, you know, an omnibus of a comic that I've made, right? Mm-hmm. Like to to give back. I mean, even if it's something that it takes me ten minutes to sketch this picture, but like that's made had a such a positive impact on yeah, you, absolutely, as, as a fan and you know and stuff like that. So I just I think that stuff is really cool when you have artists and and, and filmmakers and whatever that give their fans kind of a little bit of service back mm-hmm. like that. Have you um, have you ever heard of the the famous Japanese swordsman uh, Mayamoto Masashi? No, he's the he's the most famous like historical swordsman from Japan. Like he's the one that wrote, um, I think, Legend of the Five Rings. Okay, um, but basically he perpetuated a lot of what we think of as a samurai. Okay, you know? but the kind of the lone swordsman Ronin samurai. Right, right. That's what that's what Yasugi. Yojimbo is based off of, um, and and by the way, the artist slash writer is Stan Sakai. Um, if you go to his website, he has a lot of really interesting um, articles on why he does things the way that he does. And if you re- like, I said, if you read some of the, the the books that he's done, he he has some Ninja Turtles in some of them, so it's kind of kind of a cool <laughs> little crossover, right? Um... No, that yeah, I, I'm gonna have to check that out because um, I've a I've never seen it, but it sounds cool. Here's a here's a picture of them teamed up right here. <laughs> that's the badass little samurai, right? Yeah, he's he's pretty cool, man. Like, I think I I, I think everybody should read it. You probably don't want to try to pick up the first omnibus because it's real expensive. Because um, obviously he did a limited number of them um, because right. he signed and drew <laughs> like every drew single pictures one of in them. It. But uh, but if you get the if you can get the paperbacks. Um, they you can get the same parts in the paperback and they're not nearly as expensive or you, you might be able to find them um digitally on one of those you know the, unlimited yeah, the, ser- things the, or whatever. the services um okay well uh we're kind of running out of time here we're on a little bit of a limited schedule today so we can't ramble on too much more but we got a lot of good talk in there uh, that was uh, a lot of fun um we're going to try and do more of this where we're talking about more news related stuff and stuff that's going on um, in in kind of the nerd world, it's just it's, it was kind of hard for us to find some of this stuff, but we think we've got a, a formula down that'll help us kind of be able to do that more regularly. So um, hopefully, you guys kind of like that content. Um, and just uh, this coming week, um, this Saturday, we will be at Math Cafe um, with a game night. You know, um, we're going to have I think I think um, games and, and stuff there that we're playing. Um, and, and math is a real cool, chill place. It's a really cool atmosphere if you guys haven't been. Um, so again, that is going to be this Saturday. Let me pull it up just so I have all the details right. Um, this Saturday, it's going to be at 6 p.m. Um, math Cafe is on Barrett Avenue in Louisville, Kentucky. 
Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, is it the destination is going to be bringing games. Yeah, I think uh, I think Aaron said something about the destination. Maybe TTD might be bringing some stuff, and Louisville Game Shop might be bringing a couple couple things or have some kind of presence there. Yeah. So we've got a lot going on um, there this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you guys want to just come out and and play some board games, play some card games, do some stuff like that, we'll be there uh, having fun. Um, and then again next Wednesday, we'll be at through the decades um, from six to nine p.m. playing uh, Commander Magic. Um, so if you guys want to learn or come out and hang out and play, um, we will be there. Um, I think uh, is that is that all? I got I got one more quick piece of news that we, oh, don't, okay. we don't have to discuss, but I just want to throw it out there because it's time sensitive. Any of you guys that are interested in becoming real knights? Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, Medieval Times is hiring knights to joust at its Arizona castle. There you go. So um, that's a good opportunity there <laughs> if you want to learn how to joust and it, and it, uh, man, I, we haven't been to Medieval Times yet, but we're gonna go. We're going. We're going. When we, when we, we go, go to Chicago, to Chicago. To, for celebration, we're gonna go. Um, oh, and that's a good piece of news that we we didn't talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, but we were able to secure tickets to celebration. So um, at least Chris and I, hopefully, some <laughs> we will be joined by other people. Um, you know, we're still trying to find some passes because they sold out quicker than we anticipated. Um, but we were able to to get two five day passes for each of us. So we're gonna be gonna be there. So we'll we will definitely be um, doing video and stuff like that there and get you guys some cool content from there. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, the fact that it's a movie year, yeah, is good. like that is not to be underestimated. Mm-hmm. Um, the hype is always real, right? Yeah. I mean, especially this one. This is the end. Yeah, it's the end of this trilogy. I mean, and really, it's the uh, probably I will. I'm, I'm. I would not be surprised if we don't see more Star Wars content in this kind of arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it. There's a lot. There's a lot riding on it, and I think it's going to be a big convention. Yeah, um, and so I th- there's a lot of cool stuff there. I was just gonna say, let us know if you guys are gonna be. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. Um, at the convention. Yeah, that would be really cool um, to see some of you guys there. Um, and it's tell tell us what you're looking forward to because honestly, I had kind of written off the fact that we weren't gonna get to go. Um, so now I need to kind of go back and look at like what do I want to see? What yeah. do I, you know? I mean, what do we want to do? That kind of thing. Because um, it's gonna be hectic. Um, that's the only thing that's going to suck is that there's going to be so many people there. Oh yeah, that uh, yeah. we're going to have to actually plan what we want to do. Yep, because <laughs> we're going to be waiting in a lot of lines um, and stuff like that. And then that also brings up the point. I guess I actually have to start working on my stormtrooper armor and you again. Don't have much time. I don't. I got plenty of time for that. Don't 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 be negative. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that you just got to get on it. That's yeah, all. I'm yeah. Saying. <laughs> you to, um, well, I got it out of the storage unit. I got it out of the storage unit. It is now sitting in the kitchen. Okay. Oh so, yeah, I think I saw some pieces of that laying on. No, it's just it? it's in a, it's in a storage container. It's in a in is a it not? it's a tote. It's in a tote. Um, I don't oh, think I took it out. What did I see then? I don't know. Oh, just, never mind. Somebody posted a picture recently of a tote with their armor in it. Yeah, and a stormtrooper toy sitting on it. That's that's what I saw recently. No, no, yeah, mine's still in the tote. I haven't gotten it out of the tote. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so it it's, we're a step closer now. I can actually work on it. Um, and I don't think it'll be that hard to get it done. But we're, it's going to take some time. Mm. And the good news is, really, if I could just at least do the Luke version, where right. I, I don't have my helmet or anything like that, I'll be happy. Um, uh, plus, I mean, you don't have to have it perfect by celebration, right? Like, nah, it yeah, I don't really need to. I mean, I guess if I wanted to be in the five hundred first, I would need to get it approved and stuff like that. But if I could have it just look passable, right, and then just kind of work on cleaning it yeah, up, yeah, afterwards, then. 
but I think I can get it done. But yeah. anyways, um, so there's a lot of cool stuff going to be happening there. Um, and I'm really looking forward to celebration. Some of my, my coolest memories are at celebration. So, um, I'm really looking forward to being able to go back. Um, especially now that I have money to spend and yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not 15, Right. <laughs> but I'm like, mom, can I buy this poster? No. All right. You know, I mean, it is, it is hard though because now you've got to be mom and say no. <laughs> yeah, yourself. so I walk around and it's like, yeah, my credit cards are back. So whoops. It's. Um, I mean, that's the one thing about conventions, man. Is it's so easy to spend a ton of money at a convention and not even realize it until you get home, and you're like, holy crap! Like, why did I bring a credit card with me? Don't don't take credit cards to conventions, man. Bring some cash. Set a set a limit for yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. Like don't. I'm bad don't at this because the problem is there's always ways around it. Yeah. Like I I tried that one time where I was like I'm only gonna take this cash and then it was like well I'm just at the ATM like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this one thing that I really really want is actually twenty bucks more than what I so brought. I gotta with get me. more so of the ATM. More money. And then it's like well I don't want to just buy one thing. So I might as well just get like <laughs> another two hundred bucks out. I mean whatever. Um. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the. Uh, the moral of the story, I guess, guys, were, it's uh, just want to talk about that since it was new and I, I, I completely slipped my mind until now um, since we were talking about some other stuff. But um, so we'll be at Math Cafe on Saturday um, from six to whenever we're done um, playing some card games and board games and stuff like that. And then we'll be at Through the Decades uh, on Wednesday. Um, but other than that, guys, I think that's all we got for you. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.